Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Ooh, welcome back to the show. How's it going? How's How's the week been? How you been? I've been all right. Yeah? Yeah, That's I think good. so. It's been a busy week, but a good one. It has been. We're Fun one. Very excited. I don't think we can probably talk about it too much yet, but Diane and I were each individually, separately mm-hmm. cast in an audio project. Yeah. We'll be doing some voice acting. Like a narrative podcast. Yeah. So we get to play characters, which is really fun. Super fun. And mm-hmm. it's been great. And they cast us not even knowing that we were husband and wife, I think. <gasps> Imagine that. Yeah. So uh, so we, our own our own merits, our own individual talents got us there. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because uh, I was with my mom uh-huh. when I got my email that I was cast in it. Right. And you had already gotten a call back and I hadn't. Yeah. So I know I was kind of in my head about it. And I was like, don't be mad. It's going to be awesome. I want him to get cast. It's fine. <laughs> but it's okay if you don't. It's okay. Whatever. And then I got home and you were like, so I got the part. And I was like, oh, my God, I got the part. <laughs> it was like such a great way to I know. come home. <laughs> we were both a little a little nervous about like, telling each other. I want to make you feel sometimes. And in fact, about. I got a call back. You didn't even have to do a callback. You it's got true. cast right I off your get, first audition. I did. It's true. Anyway, we'll tell you more about that as it develops when we when we know more. Yeah. Um, but we have been recording that this week. It's been really fun. Yeah. I'm so excited to be doing some like performance work. Yeah. Not that we're not performing for you all well, all the time right here obviously. on this show. And we're going to perform for you today. A fascinating story. <laughs> I. It kind of it's one of those stories that just grew out of something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Because today's story starts off with Stephen J. Townsend, who is a retired general from the U.S. Army. And he was born in Germany, but he was adopted at a young age. And when he found out who his biological parents were, it turned out that he'd been lied to for most of his life. And this totally shook his beliefs. It opened him up to a whole new perspective on the world. And it it turns into a really interesting story about adoption and, and sort of where your parents came from and all this stuff. But We got to go way beyond that because somehow General Townsend has also become the poster boy for romance scams. Oh, no. Oh, so we're going to talk about how those work, who falls for them, and just how much money they're worth. So I say we get into this general's life and the general calamity that followed after him. Sir, yes, sir. (laughs) Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it 
ridiculous romance. A production of iHeartRadio. So our story today starts out with a little bit of a bonus romance. Yay. Stephen J. Townsend was born in Scheinfeld, Germany in 1959, and he was soon adopted by an American military family who'd been stationed there. He grew up in Griffin, Georgia, just up the road here. (laughs) And he received a bachelor's degree of psychology from the North Georgia College in 82. While he was in school, he was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army Infantry. Eventually, this guy went on to get master's degrees in military arts and sciences, as well as strategic studies. Mm. So really just shot up through the military ranks very quickly. Yeah. Now, according to the Washington Post, Townsend learned from his mother when he was very young that he was adopted. And his mother told him exactly what the German authorities told her. His biological parents were a German woman and an Italian immigrant to Germany. Ah, the Axis powers coming together. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, nothing in 1959 like finding out that you're a product of Germany and Italy working together. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in 1991, when Townsend was just 31 years old, he was contacted by his biological German mother who invited him to come meet her. And when they spoke, she told him the truth. Quote, your father was a lovely Afghan man I knew at university. Oh, wow. Oh, so not Italian after all. No. The father had studied in Germany, where his family eventually fled when the Soviets invaded Afghanistan in the early 1980s. And eventually, they ended up in the United States. Now, his biological father had died years earlier, but he was a doctor who had lived in Fairfax, Virginia, so he really wasn't that far away. Yeah, he'd been close the whole time. He had no idea. a few states away. How interesting, too, for that the German authorities, like, basically were... I don't know if they just checked the wrong box or if they were deliberately like, don't tell anyone his father was from Afghanistan or he won't get adopted. Like, I don't know. It was racism. Oh, well, that's true. You know, maybe. Or yeah, maybe they just like, well, whatever. We don't know. Something, something. Right, right. (laughs) I don't know. It's got kind of It doesn't sound very German to me. I feel like they're very ordered. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. They like to get the right information right. But Uh uh, but who knows? Yeah. That is kind of a weird lie, if it is a lie. Uh Uh-huh. Now, although his birth father had passed, he still had plenty of family in Northern Virginia. Uh, And one of these guys, Stephen Townsend, said was his uncle Nasir Shansab, who is a businessman and a writer. And this guy once had dinner with Osama bin Laden and called him, quote, incredibly arrogant (laughs) in an interview with Ivy Business Journal. Uh, Sounds like an understatement. Understatement of the year, yeah. (laughs) Uh, that this Osama bin Laden guy thinks pretty highly of himself. It's almost like he wants to be in charge or something. <laughs> Townsend also has several cousins in the Northeast U.S. as well. He said all these Afghan immigrants in the U.S. welcomed him, quote, with just open arms and called him my long lost nephew. Oh, I love yeah, that. Isn't that cool? I don't know if I have this in my family where it's just <laughs> like if you find out someone is related to you. Boom. They are. They might as well be your brother that right. you grew up with. That's right? it. Yeah. Your in. family has that because yeah, they're very Southern. Yeah. They've got that like, oh, you're you're, you know, from such and such 15 times removed mm-hmm. related to my blood. Well, you got a place to stay anytime you want. A little bit. I, I will say there is. Um, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of like, of course, you must be given a chance uh-huh. if you're related. OK. Unlike unrelated people who are don't have to be given a chance. <laughs> But it doesn't, it's not a, like a, an immediate in, like, we're we're totally 100% all about you. Okay. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask. Next time I'm in Kentucky, I'm going to be like, listen, I want to know how far this family feeling <laughs> yeah. goes. I feel like my family, it's, we're all very close. But also if someone walked up and was like, hey, I'm a Banks relative, your immediate reaction would be like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news just got here. Uh-oh. <laughs> So Townsend meets his Afghan family all over the northeastern United States. And after meeting them, he started really wanting to visit Afghanistan. Hmm. Now, eventually he did get to. But he said in an interview, quote, I didn't think I would do it with a rifle in my hand. Yeesh. Yeah. Now, for years, his Afghan family argued with Stephen Townsend about whether or not the U.S. should intervene in Afghanistan. Right. And they felt that the U.S. did need to be more involved. Huh. But Townsend did not agree. He said, quote, I used to argue that there was no compelling interest for the U.S. Right. Which we've heard many times about countries where people have said, you know, the U.S. could really lend a hand here. Right. And and you hear from us like, well, yeah, what's in it for us? What's in it for me? I know. (laughs) 
which, you know, it's cold hearted, but it is, you know, you kind of do have to be like, well, what's the hook? How do I get other people to want me to do this? Yeah. How do I yeah. sell it? You know. Well, and the other side of it, too, is I think a lot of people, as many places in the world, maybe not as much as they used to, have sort of a magical idea of what the U.S. is and yeah. what they would do if they came here. And then they, then the U.S. Isn't shows right? up and they're like, oh, this isn't what I was and, wanting. Yeah. We do what we do. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Consistently. Because we have such a, you know, for so long, especially, we, we projected such a global image of mm-hmm. when we show up, we just make everything oh, better. Yeah. And so if you didn't know, you might be like, God, I wish the U.S. would come here and get us out of this mess we're in. Right. And then we show up and we don't, maybe we do get you out of the mess you're in. And we give you a few new messes yeah, to deal with. Yeah, land you in a whole And new then mess. we say bye. <laughs> it's kind of like in Good Place when Jason's like, whenever I have a problem, <laughs> I just throw a Molotov cocktail and boom, I have a new problem. <laughs> <laughs> but in March of 2002, Stephen Townsend said that September 11th, six months earlier, quote, provided that compelling interest, ah. which it did, and changed his mind. Right. Now, 20 years later, there's no uh, update on that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, after we've now seen how it all played out right. in that country. But uh, but that's what he thought at the time. And of course, so he did end up back in Afghanistan with a rifle in his hand. Washington Post said in their article in 2002, quote, with 500 heavily armed men under his command, Townsend, were he an independent entity, would have ranked as a fairly important warlord on the Afghan sea. So he just had so many guys under him mm-hmm. that he's basically like, you know, this superpower of his of, in his own right. Yeah. In Afghanistan. But his heritage worked mostly in his favor, according to the Daily Press. Uh, they say that during his time there, some Afghan army leaders referred to him affectionately as cousin. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Your family. Yeah. I just one of us. Your biological dad was an Afghan person. Absolutely. You're one of right. us. So Stephen Townsend is an interesting story of adoption and how discovery of your heritage can lead to complex feelings and relationships. Yeah, definitely. Townsend is someone who was raised in a white military family. He mm. has all those associated privileges growing up. Um, for example, how having a father who retired as a master sergeant certainly did not hurt Stephen's rapid rise through the ranks. Right, right. Uh, in an article in The New York Times about minority leadership being disproportionately small in the U.S. military, They write, quote, the army has sometimes counted Stephen Townsend as a minority commander. Hmm. So it's implied that someone who was of full Afghan heritage might have a much harder time advancing in the military. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the army is propping up Townsend as a token of diversity. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, good. We have this extremely white presenting person. Yeah. um, Who we can say, oh, good. (laughs) You're a. you're our guy. We're doing great over here. Right. DEI. Yeah, right, right. And uh, and he is. I mean, like, Stephen Townsend looks like, I mean, he's got a tan. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would believe that he's maybe part Mediterranean and part German, yeah. right? And that, that was his believed heritage for most of his life until he was 31, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could see where racism in the military, right. uh, which objectively exists, was not working against him mm-hmm. uh, throughout his life as he worked up. Right. And then, like you said, once it was a good thing mm-hmm. they were for like, him cool. to be racially diverse, they were like, oh, man, look at this guy we got. <laughs> He's doing, yay, we're crushing it over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's such an interesting conversation around race. Right. Um, and ethnicity uh-huh. in that way. Because uh-huh. uh, we were talking about this with, I believe it was um, Portuguese or Venezuelan mm-hmm. people who are often very white. They're blonde, hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But they come to our country and they're kind of considered people of color because they're different ethnicity. Mm. They're not white Caucasian, you know. Right. So it's a question of, well, you're not presenting as a person of color. It's your skin color is not causing a problem for you every day when you're out there in the street, just walking around right. being yourself in the same way that it does for someone who has a darker skin color. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the other hand, you're still counted with a certain voting block, you're still, yeah. count, you know, at least in this country, yeah, there are still some things that apply. So it's just an interesting kind of conversation, an interesting ongoing conversation, you could say. And we're just a couple of white people talking about this. So I know. What do we know? Right. I can't. I mean, I am half Italian and I can't get a tan. You sure? That's so true. Uh-huh. You're the palest <laughs> Italian ever. 
I'm Scottish, so I was never meant to have a tan. My skin is like, you should yeah. be shrouded in fog at all times. <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I always complain because, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but my mom's side of the family, all very tall, pasty Irish family. Right. And my dad's side of the family, all very short, olive-skinned Italian family members. Right. And so what do I get? Do I get, uh, am I a tall, Mediterranean, olive-skinned person? No. <laughs> I got the short Italian height and the pasty Irish skin. Mmm, <laughs> a tall Mediterranean-looking Eli. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> You'd be a very different person probably today, personality-wise, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I would be much more confident. Mm -hmm. um, probably a big jerk. Probably a I'm big jerk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you'd be a little sweetie. <laughs> a big sweetie. I mean, a big sweetie, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well... General Stephen J. Townsend retired this summer of 2022 as the commander of the U.S. Africa Command, according to The New York Times. And he was replaced by General Michael E. Langley, who is the first black four star general in Marine history. Hey, cool. Um, but look, I know we've been going off about a lot of this, but we are not here to get into military rankings and, you know, <laughs> racism, uh, in racism in the military, <laughs> in America, who invaded whom, all right. that stuff. The story of General Townsend's birth parents is, you know, certainly interesting. I don't know if it's ridiculous, mm -hmm. but what is ridiculous is the romance scams that have followed General Townsend around for years. <laughs> and we're just going to take a quick break and we'll come back and get into all that mess. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Well, we've heard Stephen Townsend's interesting family background, Mm -hmm. but I'll bet you won't believe this one. In 2014, a woman in Scotland was contacted on Skype by Major Stephen Townsend of the U.S. Army, who was working in Afghanistan at the time for NATO. He told her that his wife had been unfaithful and he was now divorced. Not only that, but recently Major Townsend had adopted an orphaned Afghan boy whose parents had been killed in a bomb blast. Wow. What a selfless guy. True. Although there was a story in the news this week that I want to do on the show. Oh, yeah? about a a white military family who adopted a boy, I think, in Afghanistan. Very similar story. Yeah. And uh, his family, his actual family, is now suing to get him back. They said he was basically kidnapped. No! Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's really interesting. I gotta gotta look more into that. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, this Scottish woman chatted with General Townsend on Skype for a few days, and she started to notice that his English wasn't very good. Such as, for example, when he asked her, quote, what do you do to sustain your lifestyle in this economy? In this economy? (laughs) Sounds like an AI asked that question. (laughs) Sustain my lifestyle? Uh Yeah, it's very overly formal. This is why we need to make sure we teach grammar in schools, because this you catch catch scammers sometimes when they (laughs) they don't be knowing how to put their sentence structure together. She thought that didn't really sound like a major in the U.S. Army. So she decided to confront him. She said, yeah, I don't think you're the real Major Townsend, actually, sir. And then he called her on Skype and she heard this guy say that basically like, oh, you must be on drugs, lady, or smoking something because I would never pretend to be someone else. Well, how dare you imply such a thing? I'm a general with the U.S. Army. I don't need to pretend to be someone else. That's a red flag, too. Oh, I yeah. feel like if you, if you were really not pretending, you'd just be like, oh, I see why you would ask. But no, uh-huh. it's, you know, uh-huh. I'm, here I am, you know, whatever. Like, you wouldn't be so immediately, like, offended and, like, fiery about it. No. Well, her red flag meter went off. She hung up on him. He called again a few times, but she just ignored them. And then on his Skype account, the pictures of General Townsend started disappearing. Oh, In her 2014 post on Scamalot.com, the woman said, quote, As the real major has had such a distinguished career, I really don't see him contacting a complete stranger on Skype, especially one who lives in Scotland. Smart lady. Yeah. Now, for what it's worth, retired General Townsend is still married to Melissa Townsend, a 1983 graduate of the Medical College of Georgia. They're doing fine. Oh, yeah. Doing great. Obviously, this profile was fake. Uh-huh. But what's crazy is that's not the only time General Townsend has been used by scammers in romance schemes. <laughs> in fact, Popular Mechanics reported in 2018 that there are so many fake profiles claiming to be General Townsend that the U.S. Army had to put out a statement reading, quote, General Stephen J. Townsend is not on Facebook, Twitter, Skype, Instagram, Google Hangout, dating sites, chat rooms, etc. <laughs> These imposters attempt to harass and scam individuals. <laughs> I gotta wonder if they had that's... to like get a list of all websites. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, he's not say, any of them. I gotta wonder if that's the first time the U.S. Army has ever had to tweet about <laughs> Google Hangouts and dating sites. <laughs> Google Hangouts was like, ooh, a Google alert for Google Hangouts. <laughs> Someone's using us. Someone's finally using us. I don't care if it's scammers. <laughs> and the comments on that statement are. Full of people posting screenshots of fake messages they've received from fake accounts using Townsend's name and picture. That is so crazy. It's wild. Like one of them is from a Stephen J. Townsend on Twitter, and it just says, quote, I will like to use this opportunity to introduce myself to you. I am General Stephen Townsend <laughs> from Griffith, Georgia, USA. I am presently working in Aleppo, Syria for the peacekeeping mission with the U.N. government. And you? What may I call you and where are you from? Uh, (laughs) What are your bank account numbers, please? (laughs) Also, 
to say Griffith, Georgia, USA proves to me that you're not from the USA. Right. Yeah. Everyone from the USA knows there's no other country. You would never <laughs> right. specify. You never have to clarify. <laughs> we know you're already thinking we're American. You know where I'm from. Also, Griffith instead of Griffin. Oh, yeah. Stephen, he got a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is a woman named Lisa Lee, who said General Townsend told her that his wife died of cancer four years ago and, quote, he needs an Amazon gift card so he can call home to the States and send his 14-year-old son some money. <laughs> and then she ends it with, he loves me. <laughs> right. Oh, you can tell. Clearly. He wants an Amazon gift card. He's been swept off his feet by my beauty. <laughs> uh, how about this one on Facebook Messenger? Someone got this message saying, quote, hello, charming beauty. Oh. Happy New Year. I hope you're doing well over there. I was so attracted to your beautiful profile when I came across. If you don't mind, I would love to be your friend, but I don't want to barge into your privacy by sending you a friend request. Kindly send me a friend request so we can talk and get to know ourselves better. Couple questions. Okay, many. One, I see this a few times where they say, I don't want to send you a request, you send me one. I don't know if that's supposed to make it more believable or if they can't send them a friend maybe their settings are set where only friends of friends can friend them or something like that i maybe or um i think there is a thing where you can't like they don't let you send out too many friend requests oh, in the same day yeah. from the same account yeah. like because of scammers uh-huh or maybe even bots trying to like make your account really right, inflated right. out of nowhere so maybe there's something like that where they're just like i've, I've hit my limit <laughs> now i have to ask you to send me a request uh-huh uh, Lisa Lee came back into the comments later and followed up with, quote, He got mean and ugly, told me I didn't care, harassed me for two days for the $50 Amazon card, sent me all these pictures of men being shot and dying. Good storyteller. <laughs> Hello, where's he getting pictures of people get? Are they like Google pictures? I'm sure I you hope. Google them. Yeah. I don't know where he's from. Maybe it's a real crazy place. But that's weird, too, to be like, no, I really am a general in the army. Look, there's all these dead bodies around me. Uh, I'll prove it. Didn't you say it was a peacekeeping mission? <laughs> like, what the fuck are y'all doing out it's here? not going so well. They're like, there's one way to keep the peace. I'll tell you what. Oof. Well, just this week on December 12th of 2022, Daily Beast put out an article talking about a recently unsealed criminal complaint in Salt Lake City. A woman named Nancy was contacted by General Townsend in 2019 on Facebook. She was a 74-year-old widow, and she'd never heard of this guy, General Townsend. But he told her that, quote, his portfolio had been held up by customs officials demanding large fees to release it. Could she help? And then he sent her photos saying, quote, that's me, and that's my passport. So, <laughs> I'm legit. Uh-huh. What customs officials are holding up stuff for large right. blackmail fees? That seems like not a thing. Well, fortunately, this woman must have had people telling her, like, okay, this sounds crazy. Don't trust this message. Because later messages from him said, quote, It hurts me so much that you were letting people to spoil your mind towards me, and then you keep hurting me. <laughs> he said, quote, I have never loved any woman like I love you. But you have hurt me so deeply. You are making me sad. God knows my heart, and he knows that I will never do anything to hurt you. But you have hurt me so much. Are you going to help me claim my portfolio or not, Nancy? <laughs> Man, poor Nancy. <laughs> I know, right? Also, like, how do you... I would be so suspicious. And I know we've even done stories where people are like, I was fully on board the moment I met this person. Yeah, yeah. But I find that suspicious. Be like, we haven't even spoken. Yeah. You found my picture online and now you're telling me you've never loved anybody like this. Yeah. I don't know, but I well, guess it's like a balm to the heart. For yeah, some. and we'll we'll get into that in the third part where we talk about how people fall for these. But right. it, it, they, they are good at it. But whatever warnings she got must have come too late because unfortunately she had already sent him a ton of money. Oh, no. He had told her to send checks uh, and they went to a group of men in Vineyard, Utah. And they all in all totaled over $140,000. Not from a 74-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. You know she can't afford to lose that. Now, the men who got them uh, would keep some of the money, and then they transferred some more of it to Nigerian bank accounts. Daily Beast reports that the two men are now in federal prison, and a third was ordered to pay $8.4 million in restitution to his various victims. And this guy also had a $2 million mansion in Houston, Texas that was seized. 
And as of this week, his attorney told Daily Beast that he still owes the government $7.2 million. Jeez. He's like, well, if you don't let me scam anybody, I can't pay you back. (laughs) A second widow was contacted by the men, again, posing as Townsend, telling her that he was stuck in Syria and, quote, couldn't get military transport out. He needed 50 grand to fly out on a jet that was specially equipped with missile detection or he wouldn't make it. Wow. It's like a like Top Gun 3. For real. She's like, oh, this is my time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always knew. <laughs> That's going to be part of it, too. Like, make you feel like a hero for saving this army general. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Now, these guys didn't only pose as Townsend. They also pretended to be an oil engineer in Oman, a wealthy Texan trapped under house arrest in Sweden, and a businessman in Turkey on a big municipal sewer project. Wow. And I wish I was in the writer's room and they were trying to come up with these characters. <laughs> it is. Yeah, just come up with these guys that are just like, you know, someone who believably would have a bunch of money. Right. Uh, but might not have access to it. Right. Something weird's going on. Yeah. If you help me out a little bit here, I'll, I'll make you real rich later. Do you think that they went trolling first to find like trustworthy faces? Uh-huh. And then they print them out, right? And they put them all up and they're like, okay, who's this guy? Um, I don't know. Let's say he's like a Texan. Yeah, he's got some money. Right. And he's uh, went to, I don't know, Sweden. I don't know. And then <laughs> they're just His sister's balling. a dentist. He's got a dog <laughs> named Spike. It's a creative job. Oh, it's yeah. a very creative job. Yeah. They have a lot of out-of-work <laughs> copywriters Yeah, yeah. Who says you can't make a good living as a, as a writer? I bet AI is going to take this from those writers, oh, too. Oh, no. All the jobs. AI scams. AI. Oh, God. AIs are going to take the scammers' AI job. AI scams. All right. Well, all these do sound so outrageously absurd, right? And we sit here and we laugh at them. They sound crazy. So how does this work? Right. How is this viable enough to keep happening? Who is falling for these scams? Mm-hmm. And... How could it possibly be financially viable? Now, we're going to talk about the function of the romance scam and try and answer all those questions right after this quick break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. Okay, so romance schemes may seem very obvious to a lot of us. Sometimes after the fact, they can sound so absurd and dumb that the people who fall for them just look foolish, right? Right. Probably feel foolish. Yeah, come on. How could you not see? Well, you believe right. this oil baron needed <sighs> 50 grand for me? I mean, a lot of the ones you hear about, like the guy who needed 50 grand to fly out on a jet. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm the only person you could ask for that? You couldn't reach back out to the U.S. military to maybe I feel like save their dude? There's got to be a better number in your Rolodex right. than me, random lady. Well, the FBI says that, quote, criminals who carry out romance scams are experts at what they do and will seem genuine, caring, and believable. Special Agent Christine Bining says that generally scammers target women over 50, but men can be targets as well. And it's usually people who are divorced or widowed or maybe more vulnerable. So you're already looking at a, you know, a target who probably is a little adrift and looking for answers and maybe struggling and trying to find that magic solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And that can get all of us. Right. Yeah, that's very true. The scammers will often propose marriage very quickly. Mm. They develop very intense relationships very quickly. And the people they target like you said, are usually already desperately looking for love and companionship, mm -hmm. you know? So the scammers will then claim that they have an emergency. Either they're trapped overseas in Sweden under house arrest, right. uh, or they have a medical emergency, mm -hmm. um, and they'll request money and they'll promise to repay them. And you know you can trust me because we have such a close relationship. Yeah. Of course, they never do pay anyone back. And Agent Binding says these are usually criminal organizations that work together. It's not just like one guy here and there. Yeah. She says, quote, once a victim sends money, they will often be placed on what's called a sucker list. And their names and identities are shared with other criminals. Oh, that's so harsh. Yeah. Sucker list. Yeah. Ugh. Because like, Rude. I mean, to get scammed twice, right? I mean, like. Right. Especially if you didn't. Sometimes these people, sometimes this happens and people don't know they got scammed. Sure. You know, oh, I sent 50 grand to that guy so he could get the jet and fly out of there. And I never heard from him again. I guess he didn't make it. Damn. You know, uh, so then someone comes along and it happens all over again. And they haven't really learned a lesson because they didn't know they did something wrong. Wow. Yeah. Although I have to say I'm jealous of anyone in the position of being able to just get $50,000 to right? somebody right. at the drop of a hat. In the case of the Stephen Townsend scammers that we talked about before the break, Chukwudi Kalu was the man who was ordered to pay over $8 million in restitution that we talked right. about, about his Texas mansion seized. He was basically the money mule in this particular scheme. Everything went between him and where it needed to go. Mm. He came to the U.S. on a student visa in 2016. And between 2017 and 2019, this guy deposited $950,000 into six different banks and credit unions. 
when his conspirators were arrested in 2019, the two guys who ended up in a federal prison, right. he had already fled to Canada along with his wife and their baby daughter. When he was deported back to the U.S. for, quote, serious criminality and organized criminality based on U.S. charges, eh? <laughs> uh, his wife and daughter were allowed to stay in Canada under refugee status. And there was a whole thing there where he tried to appeal and basically say, if you send me back to the U.S., they're going to send me back home to Africa and I'm going to be tried really viciously. Oh, my, wow. my wife and daughter will be left with nothing mm. and all this stuff. And he, they had to get an agreement from the U.S. that that wouldn't happen before they would deport him. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But they did get that in writing. So hopefully it's not that bad. But he is set to be sentenced in March of 2023 and he faces a maximum of 20 years in prison. I mean, that's a lot of money. You yeah. know, you have to assume they did ruin somebody's life. Oh, definitely. Um, or make them extremely uncomfortable for right. a long time. Right. Now, we went to learn more about these scammers, and we saw an episode of the National Geographic show Trafficked from 2021. Host Mariana Van Zeller meets with two romance scammers, a man and a woman in Ghana. Now, they're set up in a fancy-looking living room. The woman is making a video call to her victim. Mm -hmm. The woman, who goes by the Miami Queen, handles the video side of the calls. But the man, known as the Punisher, handles most of the text-based conversation. Yeah. So she's the face, but he's the actual right. word. For some of them. And they said what's interesting is a lot of the time they just work out of a, a warehouse or their living room or whatever. Sure. But they rented this room uh, in order to do the video call in to make it look like she was in a you know, an expensive apartment or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, these two, the Miami Queen and the Punisher, great names, by the uh -huh. way. <laughs> the Miami Queen is such an interesting choice. Oh, I'm Has fascinated she been by to Miami? Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, the Miami Queen and the Punisher say that actually men are far easier to scam than women because there are simply more of them on dating sites and they're more likely to give money. Mm. But in the States, the host Mariana Van Zeller says, Far fewer men report being victims than women. Yeah. So perhaps our agent Vining, who says that women are more often targeted. Right. Uh, maybe doesn't actually know because the reporting is is so off. That could be a big part of it. Because, you, I mean, you look at the stigma surrounding either case, right? Like 74-year-old woman, mm -hmm. a widower, mm -hmm. gets told by some fake army general to send all her money. And she does. And it's heartbreaking. That right. that poor woman, right? Mm -hmm. Um. You know, some 55-year-old single guy gets hit up by some hot girl on a dating site that tells her, tells him, you know, oh, I'm in school. Will you send my tuition? Can you help me buy my books? Right. Yada, yada, yada. And he ends up sending her, you know, 50 grand, 100 grand or something. And it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been thinking with your dick, mm -hmm. you know, and, and he's not really as sympathetic. And I think the guys feel that so they don't report it. They're like, well, man, I'm going to look like a real horn dog if I go and tell somebody <laughs> what happened to me kind of embarrassing that is yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point i i, I kind i'm assuming you know that that's why those numbers are skewed in the direction they are right um well we i mean that's true about sexual assault and domestic violence as well is yeah. that you know they say the numbers are very much show women being the victims more frequently than men right right and i don't think that it's even or anything like that right but we do know that the reporting from men is is much much less frequent yeah, yeah. On, on those two things as well. So uh, men do suffer in silence about a lot of things, I That's guess. That's true. So uh, guys, if you get scammed, just speak up, even if it makes you sound too horny. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to know what they're out here doing. Now, these two Ghanans say that they have dozens of friends who are also romance scammers. Their friends all get rich. They're all building houses and buying fancy cars. They said, quote, everybody's out here making money. <laughs> Imagine the water cooler at the romance scam <laughs> office. They're like, oh, today I'm playing a guy named Trevor, and I'm from <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, right. and I've decided to make him uh, like a pro football player. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Somebody comes in, uh, yeah, today I'm playing Tiffany <laughs> from Wisconsin. She's a swimsuit model. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get a lot of money for that. <laughs> now, the Punisher says that his current victim, Michael, has no idea that he's actually talking to a man in Ghana. He probably thinks he's talking to Tiffany from Wisconsin or something. Sure, yeah. But Punisher says, quote, I started falling in love with Michael, not for intercourse or whatever, but I felt for him. He is kind hearted. I think Michael has been too good to me. Aw. 
He doesn't say how long they've been talking, but he says that Michael has given the girl he's posing as more than $10,000 for things like school fees and rent. It's got to be such a tough part of the scam, too, of like, you can't you can't fall in love with these people. Right. You're going to be having very intimate conversations with them, Mm -hmm. getting to know them at a very deep personal level. Right. And how do you turn that off? I imagine there's similar challenges for sex workers, you know, strippers, things like that, where uh, you're like, you're my job is to make you feel loved. Yeah. And you might respond to that in a really wonderful way. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that I don't feel anything back. Yeah. Right. But it, I mean, I don't I don't know if I feel better or worse that they have feelings for the people they're right. talking to. Because right. it almost makes it worse that right. you're like, I know this guy's a good person and, and I'm continue. still continuing yeah, to scam him. For sure. Instead of like, I don't care if he's a good or bad person. I'm out here scamming. Like, right. you know what I mean? I'm, I don't know if I which one I prefer. <laughs> right. If the Punisher had been like, Michael's too good for me. I'm going to break up with him because right. I can't take any more of his money. I'm going to move on to that that yacht-owning asshole. Yeah, get the know. yacht guy. Yeah. Poor Michael. <laughs> these these uh, these romance scammers should vet their victims and make sure that they're like racists or something. They only go they after bad money. people. Yeah. It's like the boondock saints of romance scams. <laughs> now, here's how some of these video scams work against people like Michael. Mm. When the scammer video calls Michael, Michael answers and he sees instead of the Punisher, obviously, some beautiful woman sitting on her bed on her phone. Uh-huh. And they don't, the woman does not respond to him vocally. This is a pre-recorded video of a woman on her phone, and she just occasionally, like, giggles and types away on uh-huh. her phone as if she's texting the person that's that they're video chatting with. Right. Michael speaks to her. The scammer, the Punisher, is sitting there typing out messages in response. Of course, Michael thinks it's the woman typing on her phone in the video that's responding to him. So, I don't know, it sounds kind of obvious when you lay it out, but these horny, lonely dudes with money to spare, or sometimes not to spare, it clearly can be a very convincing trick. It is so interesting because these videos, like, you think that sounds like you would know this is a fake video, but they're really good. Like, they they look like this person's, like, maybe probably doing something else on her phone while she's talking to you. Right. And, you know, might pause to be like, well, let me think about what you just said for a second. And I'll start typing again. So you never quite know when she's responding to you or not. It's it's very tricky. Why would you not question, like, why are we video chatting if we're just going to text anyway? Because I, I think, speculation station... <laughs> I, I think there's an element in situations like these of I don't want to know. Like, I, I want to keep believing this is real. So I think that I think there are a bunch of red flags in it. And some of these guys are like, I'd rather keep looking at this video of this girl and believe that she's talking to me mm-hmm. than question. Why aren't why aren't we speaking? Right. Or she'll be like, oh, my microphone's broken. Okay. You know, I stuff like so that. I, was I can hear you, like but you what can't the hear me. excuses were like, uh-huh. oh, my microphone's broken or the video isn't good enough. Or, and they've or developed like a culture they're... where that's the norm, right? right? When you are video chatting some hot girl, they don't speak to you. They don't like to do that. They'll just text back with you. Oh, really? I, I, How I'm do you assuming. Know? Hmm. Well, I'm just saying. I, I think like that's you, what they... just <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this kind of money. Sounds like you know a little too much. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll start video chatting with you, but I don't want you to say anything. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I never shut up. True. (laughs) Now, the host, Mariana Van Zeller, learns from another scammer that, like Agent Binding said, these are groups of organized scammers, not lone wolves working on their own. Right. Right. One guy that she spoke to under extreme anonymity, I mean, full mask, everything in a parking lot. It was like a deep threat situation told her that he was very concerned because his boss was, quote, a very rich man. And if he knew that he was speaking to a reporter, even though his face was completely covered, he could be in big trouble. He said that these bosses have tons of, he said, he said he's got all these boys working for him like me. And he said, quote, the boys go online and find good clients. And once they know that they're a good client that they can get money out of, we push them to the boss and he works it out from there. So he's like the closer. Oh. The boss is the guy who actually makes the money happen. Wow. Yeah. So this is kind of like a bot farm, right? Where they yeah. have so many people just with a billion iPhones in front of them yep. tapping on things all yep. day long. Yep. And you don't even know, you're not even talking to the same person the whole time. And honestly, 
truly, to your point earlier, I didn't haven't seen this in my research, but come on, this is going to turn into AI. It's going to turn into one guy with 50 iPhones that are all having Easily. AI conversations. He could probably just I mean, p- plug it into Replica. Well, I was going to say, we talk about Replica, and those are not extremely convincing conversations, but if you wanted them to be, they could be, they and could, they will get there. And they will get there. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so the closer now doesn't have to pay other guys because they just get a cut. Yeah. Now he just does it himself. AI is really coming for all of us. All the workers of the world. (laughs) Now, according to Popular Mechanics, this kind of identity theft is, quote, plaguing the U.S. military. Mm. The U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command says hundreds of reports come in every month from scams involving people imitating members of the military at all levels. So it's not just Stephen Townsend. Right. Even though they like him a lot for whatever reason. (laughs) This is probably because there are plenty of publicly available images of soldiers. People, especially older people, tend to implicitly trust members of the military. And they're typically seen as responsible, financially secure people who would believably be lonely and looking for love. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of reasons to use a soldier, I guess, as your, yeah. as your um, what would you call that, your costume, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better word. But the U.S. Army says, quote, victims of these scams can lose tens of thousands of dollars and face a slim likelihood of recovering any of it. That's right. I mean, so often these are reported, but what can they do? I mean, the, the tracking is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's done, you know, with extreme anonymity and right. through VPNs and stuff like that. You can't just like, you know, oh, let, let me triangulate the signal and find out where yeah. it's coming from. Enhance. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, sorry. We can see his address. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no insurance for that. Sorry, you gave your money away. I know. It, that's really sad, though, yeah. because uh, it's kind of like um, I remember getting something stolen from me and I had to file a police report. Yeah. And it was so it made me upset because I was mad. Of course, I had just been stolen from and I was telling the cop about it and they were like, OK, I mean, a, a uh-huh. stereo, some cash. Yeah, I've got it in writing, but it's not like. The stereo is going to suddenly appear yeah. on the black market or something. Right. The cash is gone. You're never seeing right. that again. You know what I mean? Like John was... McClane's not going to go out there and like <laughs> storm a building and find your stereo. Find justice for me. But yeah, it was just like, I, I remember being like, why did I even call you? Because there's nothing. I mean, it was good to have the report and everything. Right. But I was just like, there's nothing you can do. And you know, It was even like, I wasn't even mad at the cop. I was just uh-huh. like, as I was talking, I was like, I don't know what I'm expecting him to do. Go uh-huh. to every thrift store and try to see <laughs> if he can find my stupid eye home. Like, I, I, you know, that's not going to happen. So I don't know. It's just I was thinking a the, bummer. The Big Lebowski scene where his car gets stolen and he and he he finds it. Yeah. And the, he asked the cop, like, are you going to catch the guys who did this? And the cop starts laughing. He says, oh, yeah, they got us working in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not worried about it. We're not. I know. You got your car back. Consider yourself lucky, you know. Yeah. Well, or even think about this guy who owes $8 million. Right. That's great that he owes it. Does Uh he have it? Probably not. Probably not. So you're never going to get it. No. I mean, and what are they going to do with it? Mm -hmm. I don't think the government's going to be like, all right, let's write a little check to everybody. Yeah. You know, he got to. Right, right. So I don't know. It's, it's tough. just a bummer. Poor Stephen Townsend, though, to be have his his face out I there know. scamming the shit out I of everybody. I have wonder how much he even knows about it because he's not on social media at all. Right. You know, <laughs> did he have to get off social media because of this? Or I don't think he ever on? was. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. Well, that's I'm glad he's not out there looking for love right now because it'd be all these <laughs> ladies be like, really tough. you're a liar. Right. <laughs> I was think that. Of I like... sent you 50 grand to escape a hostile country. <laughs> That wasn't me. <laughs> I was thinking that with like uh, low level celebrities that mm-hmm. still date. Like I heard Nicole Byer on, um, mm-hmm. I think she was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or something. <laughs> and they were asking her about dating. And she's like, oh, I'm still on Bumble and, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, it's got to, there's got to be some people who were like, no, <laughs> I can't that's be. a celebrity. You're, you're, you stole her picture. That's yeah. not you, right? This is a lie. Yeah. I wonder if people just swipe right by because they think it's not it's a, scam, a yeah. real person. Yeah. It's got to be tough. I, it's sort of like when Raya, the celebrity dating app, came right. out, I was like very inclined to roll my eyes. But then I was like, actually, kind of makes sense. Like if you're Rihanna, like you don't want to get on Tinder. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. First of all, no one will believe you. And if they do, you don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> who reaches out. You're like, I need to make sure uh-huh. the people I'm talking to are like not, you know, crazies or some for real insane fan person or yeah, stalker, stalker yep. or 
whatever, you know, it's just some level. I think you want to be like, I'd like to be in my own pool. Well, it is sad that most of these people won't get their money back. Mm -hmm. I guess the army says like, and and the FBI and everybody says the the best thing you can do is educate yourself and keep your head in the swivel, you know, Mm -hmm. be smart, be savvy. Don't send random strangers money. Let the red flags be red. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the trick of it too. Like we talked about with some of the men who fall for this stuff. I have wonder if, a lot of those cases aren't just like low dollar amounts, you know, that happen a couple times, if if not Definitely. even just once. And it's like, yeah, I, I paid for a, a, a chat website, mm-hmm. you know, where I threw some girl, you know, $100 and it turns out it's some dude in Ghana with a right. fake video. You know, whatever. whatever. Oh, well, the, the guy doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, I, yeah, I paid for the video. I don't care. Don't mm-hmm. tell me the truth. But obviously, these larger cases um, no, that, ruining livelihoods. That makes sense, though, because if you could get $2,000 from 200 people, that's oh, better yeah. than getting one person to give you, you know, right. uh, all their money. Right, right. Um, and, and again, such a small amount. Who's coming for you? Yeah. Who's even noticing it? Yeah. Stay smart out there, everybody. Seriously. Yeah. Be careful. At least at the very least, we have talked about some romance scams in the past, like the uh, Lonely Hearts Killers. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they they were like, we're going to kill you. So right. at least at least people are not being murdered. Right. True. true. Uh, and <laughs> thrown into closets while they go eat, <laughs> watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I think that, you know, we, we often assume and even a number of these stories are like elderly people, you know, people who aren't necessarily tech savvy. Right. Um, uh, who might have money to spare or not either way. Um, but then we sort of think, oh, it's so it can't happen to me. Right. Uh, but it can. I mean, it, it, they are very good at what they do. The whole point is that you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I've paid at carnivals to play games right. where I'm like, I know that this is a scam. I know right. I cannot win here, but I want to watch this guy work his magic. Yeah. And I feel like I lost 20 bucks, but I saw an incredible show. Right. I got very you well know. entertained. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay, but uh, but you got to know what you're up against mm-hmm. and what you're going to lose, and be willing to lose it. <laughs> that's true too. Yeah, you know, maybe have a little extra savings account, uh huh, to the side for scams. Whatever's in there, that's what I'm willing to lose yeah. to scams. That's my scam. Money. That's the one. If there's if it's empty, that's it. No scam today. <laughs> can't can't get can't send you that money. Sorry, Mister Army fees. Pilot, you're going to be stuck <laughs> in Switzerland. Sorry, Tiffany from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. You're going to have to pay your own tuition this, this, <laughs> this semester. <laughs> Has any of you been hit by a romance scam? Because I would love to hear about it. Yeah. And we would love to share it with the world. So they know better. Mm-hmm. But we won't put your name out there no. if you don't want. But we'd love to hear the story. Or if you just want to say hi or tell us something about this episode or any okay. episode. Or if you have a suggestion for an episode. Yeah. Please shoot us an email. Uh, ridicromance at gmail.com. Right, or we're on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dynamite Boom. And I'm at Oh Great, it's Eli. And the show is at Ridic Romance. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in for this one. Uh, we'll be back next week with another fun romantic history story. And I uh, can't wait to see you on that one. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. So long, friends, it's time to go. Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.